Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Echo Corpus Christi Podcast, the podcast featuring Corpus Christi's creators, makers, doers, and builders. Monica Sawyer is our inaugural guest. We recorded our visit on the stage in one of Corpus Christi's landmarks, which Monica is going to talk about in more detail during the podcast. Monica co-founded the Que Bueno Taco Fest, and she's the proprietor of McLeod Creative. She's also the board president of CC Patch, the nonprofit in charge of revitalizing the Ritz Theater in downtown. Monica publishes the One Bride Guide, and she developed the VP Wedding Planner app. You can find Monica on Facebook at Monica M. Sawyer and on Instagram at Keep It Essential. In this episode, Monica and I discuss an opportunity for our community to come alongside the Ritz Theater by helping the theater earn a $100,000 matching grant from Corpus Christi's Tax Increment Refinancing Zone Board, which we also call the TERS Board. I know you're going to enjoy hearing Monica and I talk about all the exciting things she's involved in here in Corpus Christi. Thank you for listening. Let's visit with Monica. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Well, Monica, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us, are you married? Do you have children? How'd you get to Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend? I am married. I have two lovely little girls, and my husband, Ryan, drug me down here from Boulder, Colorado, (laughs) kicking and screaming. Um, actually the job options were better for him here and I was freelancing at the time doing graphic design and so he talked me into moving to Corpus Christi and really I I was pretty bored and so um, that's why I started my business and um, then I came across the Ritz Theater and we were actually looking to move we were looking to move to Oregon or somewhere searching out the next big city that hadn't boomed yet and Corpus Christi kept coming back and coming back and we finally decided, okay, let's set some roots here and make some things happen. Well, that's exciting. So about how long ago did y'all move to Corpus? I moved here in 2002, and Ryan uh, came probably about two years before that um, and uh, set the stage for bringing me down here. Well, <laughs> so about how long ago did you start CC Patch, or did CC Patch get started? It was a, quite a long time ago. I actually discovered the theater in uh, October of 2003, so I had only been here a little over a year and a half, and um, I couldn't believe that this place existed. I walked in, it was like discovering the Titanic. There were still props on stage and um, costumes on hangers, and, and I was just blown away, and it reminded me of um, a theater I used to go to a lot in Boulder. And it took a couple years to get things started, but we officially started the nonprofit in 2006. And then, uh, after a lot of struggle, we, we got the theater donated to us uh, in Christmas, uh, two days before Christmas in 2010. And so it's been a long haul. We're inching away, but um, we're still here. <laughs> so I guess we should let our listeners know that we are actually sitting on the stage in the Ritz Theater right now. So if you hear echoes, it's probably because we're sitting in this beautiful theater and we're having a conversation on the stage. So when CC Patch got started, was it funded predominantly through local foundations or was it funded through individual donations? How has it raised its money? All through individuals, really. We've gotten a little bit of money um, through the Kennedy Foundation. We've gotten a little bit of money uh, through the Rochelle Foundation. Um, HEB has given us some money. Um, AEP has helped us quite a bit uh, through a lot of services. But really, it's individual donations. And uh, this year, a lot has changed. Actually, last year, we won um, well, we got won the approval of the TERS board, which includes the city council, to um, 
get $100,000 from the City TERS program, and we need to match that by July. And so that'll be the biggest uh, piece of fundraising we've ever gotten. And we're really seeking out major donors. We haven't ever been able to do a, a big capital campaign, so we're hoping this year can kick that off. What do you expect to be able to do with the $100,000 from the TERS grant and the match that goes with it? What are the initial needs that that money can go to? The immediate need is to fix the roof, which is leaking pretty badly, and that will be $100,000. We actually have to raise the money and complete the work before we can get the TERS money, which is a reimbursement. So then that will stimulate another 100000 which will go towards the bathrooms and some electrical work. So very basic functional needs of the theater. Well, let's talk a little bit then about the, the history of the theater itself. This is a beautiful building. I know it's full of history. I myself am new to Corpus Christi, so I don't have a growing up background with the, with the Ritz being open in my lifetime here. But I would love to hear all about who's played here and who do, you, who do you remember or who have you heard about playing here in the time that you've been part of C.C. Patch and the Ritz? The Ritz has a really rich history, and that's part of the reason why we're just not willing to give up on it because it's such a staple icon uh, for downtown and has been such a major player in what's been happening in Corpus Christi. So when it opened, it was one of the largest buildings. It was the first publicly air-conditioned building in the city, and it was the first talking movie theater in this area. Oh, wow. It was supposed to open as a vaudeville house, but talking movies started, and so it opened as a movie theater. And they had first-run movie theaters. They do a lot of premieres here. Gone with the Wind premiered here. Um, a lot of different great movies, and they'd have presidents and movie stars come to those premieres. Oh, wow. And then it uh, transitioned into uh, vaudeville, which is kind of like what Saturday Night Live is today. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of slapstick uh, improv comedy kind of stuff. And then um, USO shows. It was a big place for entertaining the military. But most people know the Ritz from the 70s when it was called the Ritz Music Hall. And that is probably you know the flashiest of its history where a lot of really big name artists got their start here. Willie Nelson, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bob Dylan, the Pointer Sisters. Uh, and then it transitioned into from Texas mu- country music to heavy metal. And so Rush and Metallica and ACDC, um, Moxie, some bands like that got their start here. So can any bands play here now while it's going undergoing renovation? How does that work? Well, sort of. So we do um, an open house at Art Walk every first Friday of the month. And uh, we usually have some entertainment as part of that just to attract people in here. Um, to see the theater because you really have to come into the building to get a sense of why mm-hmm. this theater needs to be renovated. It's The atmosphere is amazing and it doesn't look like much from the street. So, you know, we have the entertainment and uh, we've been allowed to be open for our walk um, to attract people and to see it. And so um, Robert Stoner of Stoner Way Productions brings bands each art walk and has been really generous in helping us. But uh, it's not really open for business right now. Okay. So or hoping that happens soon. That would be exciting. I think I saw a flyer about the CC songwriters. Are they going to be coming in here, or are they doing a benefit for the for the Ritz itself? Yes, it's a benefit. They're not going to be playing in here. They'll be playing in all different venues around town, both at House of Rock and Executive Surf Club and some other places, and all the money goes towards the Ritz Theater restoration. The CC Songwriters is actually part of a bigger program we've put together um, as calling we're calling the Artist Collective. 
And so we've got several arms to Corpus Christi Patch, the nonprofit, and how we service the community. One arm is Restoring the Ritz. Mm -hmm. Another arm is this artist collective where we've taken several small groups that don't have nonprofit representation Mm -hmm. that should be a nonprofit, like the Corpus Christi Songwriters and Chica's Rock Music Camp. And they've come under our wing and now are part of uh, Corpus Christi Patch's programming. And then we have uh, an artist nurturing program that we're really excited about that we're developing and we're working with a lot of people in Austin to get that going, both um, the governor's um, music office Mm -hmm. and Austin music office. And uh, we're looking at a lot of different individual organizations up there that service the music community and provide uh, funding, subsidized, you know, production um, to help uh, attract and keep artists into the city. Right. That's really fun. So tell me, I know we, we got to go as a family out to the Kid Bueno Taco Festival this past fall. Where did that come about? How did, how did that idea get started? And who all was involved in it? And, and what do you look forward to in the second one coming up this fall? Well, really, that was the brainchild of Dusty Oliveira. You might know him as DJ Dust or El Dusty. Oh, for sure, El Dusty, um, of course. And he, um, it really started with his major event he does called Tropicoso, okay. which is uh, cumbia, mm-hmm. and it's a big dance party and so um, taking that idea and then pulling in um, something to honor the taco which is a big staple Corpus Christi is known for especially for breakfast tacos Um, and no taco fest had ever been done and so when we were sitting around um, at House of Rock trying to brainstorm what could be a signature event for Patch and the Ritz Theater that we could do every year uh, taco fest came up and no one had ever done it, and we thought, well, with tacos, we can make it really creative. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's not just about tacos. Tacos is the theme, and so we've got a taco songwriting contest right. and a taco poetry slam, and, of course, all the food contests, and we have a fine art contest with taco theme where we do one for kids and for adults. Um, we have this big art market of all local vendors and, and even vendors from Mexico, that come, um, you know, selling um, wares that have mm-hmm. to do with Mexican heritage. And so really, you know, we wanted to highlight the Mexican heritage here in Corpus Christi, and it was a big part of the Ritz and part of everything. And so sure. um, we thought, what a better way to, to really set the Ritz as, um, you know, a way to highlight our culture. And so Taco Fest just seemed like a no-brainer. For sure. So when we came down, we noticed that, you know, we could go through the bus and there were events inside the Bay Jewel. And of course, it was raining that day, but there was still a huge turnout, especially considering it was raining. How did you find interacting with the, with the neighbors of the Ritz down here in downtown Corpus? Everybody's really excited. I mean, we've had um, bus across the street has been a huge supporter. In fact, Leslie Lomax is on the Patch Board of Directors. Okay. We feel like, really, bus coming downtown was a major turning point for the Ritz because now, all of a sudden, people were staring at it Mm -hmm. and had a lot of questions, and really, not a lot of people knew what was happening before, and so that's been huge. Also, Rockets Whiskey Bar, uh, Mark Shaberg and the crew over Mm -hmm. there have been really helpful. They, along with the DMD, which is the Downtown Management District, um, helped to get uh, parking lot lights um, installed in the Ritz parking lot to you know, help the community. So I think everybody recognizes that the Ritz restoration is going to help downtown and help all the businesses downtown. And so we've, we've really been met with nothing but support. And especially when Cape Bueno Taco Fest was coming around, mm-hmm. 
anybody who was in the footprint was involved and um, it was very helpful when it started raining to be able to move all of the bands indoors. Casey Lane over at House of Rock has been a supporter from day one, mm-hmm. allowing us to use his venue for just about anything. And I mean, pick a month and there's a Ritz, uh, you know, sponsored event sure, or, sure. you know, something that uh, benefits the Ritz over there at House of Rock. So, you know, we've been very grateful to him. So walking up today, I noticed on the north facing side of the Ritz, a giant mural. And I'd love to hear more about who painted it? How did it get there? It says Cape Bueno on it. It looks like maybe it has some Veggie Tales-like characters on it. Who are the artists? Who kind of dreamed that up? And kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about how that mural came to be. Well, that was painted by Dose. It's D-O-C-E. Okay. And he is a local artist that is currently living in Hawaii. And we drag him back to Corpus (laughs) to help us with this mural. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were really excited because it's been something that we wanted to do for quite a long time, just to bring attention to the Ritz. And, um, you know, with the Taco Fest idea, it made it really fun to... um, turn these vegetables that would go into tacos into characters. And there's a DJ out there. There's a taco truck. Um, I love the corn and the little butter pat. Mm -hmm. And, and then, um, on top of all that is this beautiful, um, what's supposed to be a poster. Like it was a a movie poster about tacos. Mm -hmm. And, um, my favorite part of the mural is that it's branded as Taco City. Right. And I really feel like that could catch on for Corpus Christi as Corpus being Taco mm-hmm. City. And so as you were working on, on developing the Que Bueno Taco Festival, did you have any interaction with folks outside of Corpus Christi that could get got kind of excited about the idea of Corpus becoming Taco City? Or did you have any pushback from other cities that said, hey, wait a minute, we're Taco City. How well, you guys can't come that name? <laughs> Not pushback about the name, but definitely some proving ground mm-hmm. for all of the surrounding cities and, and the tacos they like to boast about. Um, we're convinced we have the best tacos. So, um, you know, there's definitely some uh, back and forth with some sure. of the other cities and especially some of the taco joints um, from these other cities once we announce that, you know, we're, we have the best tacos. So we hope to really build on that and eventually make it a, a big, mm-hmm. you know, competition absolutely i know the guys that did the uh book about tacos of texas i know one of them's name is mondo i don't forget the other guy's name at the moment but they at one point came and toured corpus christi and they met with some of the um, more on the forefront taco entrepreneurs down here and then they featured some breakfast tacos from corpus in their book i believe but they've also now gone through and done a video series of various places in Corpus about the about the tacos that our that our city offers, and I think that between Cape Bueno and between what those guys are up to and some of our other taco entrepreneurs in the city of Corpus, we're going to see a real emphasis on Corpus having the heart of a taco and being kind of the city <laughs> that really focuses on that particular part of our cultural her- heritage here. Yeah. Well, Gerald Flores. He really connected the city to the Tacos of Texas guys Mm -hmm. and was a major player in Cape Bueno Taco Fest um, for our inaugural year last year in 2018. We couldn't have done it without him. I mean, I call him the taco ambassador. <laughs> and he that makes good certainly sense. was. And, and just he brought it. And as, along with Elena, his wife, um, who really helped lead the charge with the market. And they 
they really helped us establish a first class festival. We couldn't have done it mm-hmm. without them. And, um, and they, they brought the Tacos of Texas guys to help judge. And also Camino Radio sure. came in and helped. So they really brought um, some extra visibility with all of their taco connections. Well, they definitely have taco connections, that's for sure. Uh, and it's exciting to watch kind of the city unfold. Um, I guess that's maybe too much of a pun, but unfold in the, in the taco world because I think Corpus kind of gets this, and even the Coastal Bend in general, gets kind of lost in the, in the food wars that are going on in Texas. I know that other cities are certainly famous for their various cuisine, and that cuisine itself is getting elevated in these other cities. So it's exciting to see Corpus and the Coastal Bend get a new focus on a particular cuisine that we as a community have had a tremendous amount of emphasis and opportunity to develop. So it's fun to watch uh, the Que Bueno Taco Festival and the Flores family and others, Comida Radio and those guys all get some more pub around the state because that is good for our city. What do you think, uh, what are you excited about coming up in the future for the Coastal Bend and for Corpus Christi? Well, I think there's a real change in the voice that's happening here. Um, you know, we've been working a lot with Del Mar and, and uh, lately with Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi, and it's really exciting to see and hear these college students. Um, we get a ton of college students at Arwalk, and they talk about how cool Corpus is now. Wow. And, I mean, that is a very major mm-hmm. change in the voice. I mean... You used to see articles about brain drain and we're losing mm-hmm. all our people and For everyone sure. hates it here. We're in the armpit of Texas. And that really isn't the case anymore. And it, it, so, you know, the talk is changing. The kids think, think it's cool. You know, you talk to some of these young entrepreneurs and they really want to stay. They see the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that I'm excited about and, and pulling a lot of these kids into the projects I'm involved in. And then um, I'm most interested in especially with the Ritz Theater, is the connection to some of the other cities. Because um, Todd Hunter, our state rep, Mm -hmm. he's been working really hard on connecting the cities. Like, how do we become um, just more engaged with the other cities and Mm -hmm. and be able to pull people down here? And um, there's a particular connection to Austin that I'm interested in because if you talk to a lot of the old school musicians that were here in the 70s, they talk about how there wasn't much going on in Austin and Corpus was really the music capital at the time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. talked about that way, but it was. And so if you were forming a band, uh, you came to Corpus to find the talent. Sure. And uh, then, you know, a lot of bad things happened in Corpus. We had the oil bust and and everybody moved out of downtown and, and lots of things happened and kind of migrated up to Austin. But what Todd's done is he got the Texas music trail passed Mm -hmm which will really connect the cities and it'll be exciting for tourism because it's basically an interactive map that shows you all of the amazing places around Texas that had something to do with music. And so Corpus will be on that map, the Ritz will be on that map. Um, and so there's, there's some stories of people that did stuff here in the 70s and went on to be part of Austin City Limits and some of those other things in Austin. So it'll be great to kind of reconnect with those Of course, groups. absolutely and hear the stories of what happened here and re- recreate some of that. What kinds of things are you involved in with, with your McLeod Creative, your, your agency that does marketing and graphic design? Well, it's really a, become a lot about the One Bride Guide okay. and, all, and Bridal. I still do a lot of design for some oil and gas people, um, some different local businesses like the Vine Juice mm-hmm. Company, which we love. It's called Press Juices. 
and um, some other small businesses. But uh, for the most part, it's all become uh, very focused on bridal. So, uh, you know, we were going on our 12th season with wow. the One Bride Guide, which is pretty impressive. Is I think impressive. we're the longest standing magazine um, So right now. So awesome. That's, that's exciting. And then we've had a lot of new stuff happen with uh, developing this VP wedding planner system. Mm-hmm. We did that because a lot of people wanted more online resources. They wanted to connect with the brides. They wanted to be able to track what they were doing. So we're putting a lot of energy into this VP wedding planner. And uh, we're going to be able to get on national TV soon. That's very exciting. exciting. So um, VP Wedding Planner was selected to be on Fast Pitch, which is a mm-hmm. brand new television show that is very similar to Shark Tank. And we'll be able to pitch VP Wedding Planner to some big investors, sure. um, some of the biggest investors in the country. And we're really excited about that. We can't announce those names mm-hmm. yet, but... Um, Let's just say I'm freaking out about it. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so no doubt. Um, I think that will, being on national TV, that will air probably in September, and we'll have a lot of announcements about that, but um, that'll really help uh, get us on the map. Of course. And help launch VP Wedding Planner to be a national resource is what we want it to be. So is, is VP Wedding Planner more vendor-focused or more user-focused, bride-focused? Who is it? Is it designed for one group or the other, or is it designed for... Both well, it's both. I mean, in, when you're in the wedding industry, especially our particular focus with um, helping vendors get noticed, we're really playing um, with two markets. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes our business very challenging in that really our business is for the vendor. And, uh, but we have to attract the audience for the vendor. So our target market is brides. Okay. But uh, the business model is focused on vendors. And so that's who we're really servicing is, is we're attracting brides to point them towards the vendors. And so we really have to play both sides, you know, be really attractive mm-hmm. and, and find a way to keep brides coming back every day. And then, um, but you know, do our work so that the vendors know they're getting noticed and they for sure. can track it and see how it's really working for them. Are you finding with with launching somewhat of a national brand or a soon-to-be more national brand, any roadblocks or any difficulties with being located here in the Coastal Bend and in Corpus Christi specifically? No, in fact, I think it's a benefit to be here. Uh, you know, the cost of operating business is very low here compared mm-hmm. to other cities. And really, especially with VP Wedding Planner being an online resource, it hasn't mattered at all. In fact, one of my lead employees lives in Austin. Okay. And so she's able to, uh, she was here in Corpus Christi, Alexa Atkinson, and uh, she's become, you know, my marketing director Mm -hmm. and is helping me launch VP Wedding Planner. But she, um, and she's also a host. What makes us different is is we have uh, a weekly live show that we do for brides. And she's a a host of the show, co-host along with Nick Perez, who's a local fashion designer. Okay. And so even her being in Austin, um, they do this split screen video and Mm -hmm. she can be anywhere and be talking to our local brides. And so that, you know, Location doesn't matter. Okay. The only reason it really matters is is to, you know, we want to focus on the local market and the local advertisers, the local vendors, and helping them. So wherever we're going to be, we're going to have to have a team on the ground working that local market. So For sure. right now, um, 
you know, Corpus is tough as far as have, you know, the vendors having budgets enough to get mm -hmm. involved in a lot of this stuff. So really it's kind of like if we can make it work in Corpus, we can make it work anywhere. For sure. For sure. So where do, where do people watch these videos or these chats that your two employees are doing on a weekly basis? Is it's it in-app or is it, okay. Yeah, it's on Facebook so anybody can see it and it's under VP Wedding Planner South Texas. Okay. And then those are done weekly, is that right? Yes, right now okay. they're every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Oh, how exciting. Are they live? Are they're they live, okay. yeah. So other people can come in and interact and ask questions, or are they more of a kind of question and answer just among the hosts? How do they, what's their, what's their setup? We, the whole point is for brides to be live asking mm -hmm. questions. Uh, we'd love for more interaction like that. And so that's why we are doing it on Facebook Live so okay. anybody could see it and anybody can interact with it so more questions the better as far as we're concerned even big or small and then we do have some questions that brides email into us so we'll we answer some that we've gathered mm -hmm. and uh, there's always a topic so it doesn't get stale well that's awesome so do you have any intention or designs on doing live events or live video events here in the ritz theater oh absolutely yes in fact i think really the highlight to the plans that we have and you know we'll see how it plays out is to do a broadcast show out of the theater and the reason for that is I, I really feel like the Ritz can be a catalyst for creating income for the city mm -hmm. and so how do you create income for the city you've got to bring business here right. you've got to bring Absolutely. more people Taxpayers. coming into the city so Really, the only way to do that is to get whatever you're doing out mm -hmm. there to people beyond the city. And so right. how do you do that? You do it through video. That's mm -hmm. the most popular mode of communication right now as far as, you know, getting excited about anything. Sure. And, um, Except, of course, for podcasts. <laughs> oh, yes, and podcasts. <laughs> but you can't see the beautiful This place. is true. This is true. Um, so doing a broadcast show, we've, we've talked with KDT a bit mm -hmm. about doing it. We're actually um, consulting with some people from Austin City Limits, okay. which is really exciting. Of course. And see what's working for them. Um, their recommendation was for us to keep it local mm -hmm. and to highlight the artists that are here and kind of avoid some of the red tape that comes sure. along with the really big bands and, and focusing on, you know, the best things that Corpus Christi has to offer and projecting that out to a more national audience. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, the ease of creating your own channel right. on different platforms right. and not having to pay to be part of a network, mm -hmm. it's really the right time to be creating some fun content to... Do you think you'd have to build a studio here in the theater, or would it just be you could record here like we're doing now, live on stage, and just have some cameras and the appropriate sound set up? I think, yeah, I think we could start immediately. In fact, um, we did start a, a couple years ago. We were doing a live lunch, and okay. it was when Periscope first came mm -hmm. out, and we would just, you know, open it up to anybody who wanted to come and use the stage, and uh, we got some free pizza and. We, we just would open the doors whoever wanted to come and practice. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of comedians and some musicians that would come and we just you know projected the whole thing live over lunchtime and we got quite a few followers. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we can start now. I think eventually we would like it to be a very produced thing. Sure, sure. But um, I love the idea of even showing <clears throat> a lot of the behind the scenes stuff oh, yeah, that we're absolutely. doing, what our interns are working mm -hmm. on. I mean, it's, this whole process is very fascinating. So I think we, people would be interested in it. Well, this building has so much space and so many opportunities for all kinds of different community uses. It just makes sense also 
in today's world where we can broadcast anything we want to broadcast whenever we want to broadcast it on multiple platforms. It just makes sense to take this community-based idea and go ahead and just send it out there and see who's going to watch because you never know who you might catch on that fishing hook of viewers out in the, in the world. And there's so much content we'll have. We're really, as part of the artist nurturing program, um, and we're looking at some space next to us that we could um, develop into recording mm-hmm. studios, you know, following some of these young up and coming artists that are, you know, Corpus natives or new to Corpus or whatever, mm-hmm. but highlighting them and, and getting them on our platform, getting them some exposure. That's what people want to see, you know. I think people like these underdog stories. They like oh, absolutely. the little guy. Absolutely. And so giving some of these, this great talent, we've got some really, really mm-hmm. great talent here and showing kind of all levels of that, like, you know, the behind the scenes to mm-hmm. the produce show that they do and, and everybody gets to see a little bit of it. Well, that. and we certainly have the talent growing up in Corpus and in the Coastal Bend now to actually handle the video production itself and the sound production itself. So in, in addition to the forward facing artists, we also have the creative folks now that can handle the back end, so to speak, where we can bring in local people that can do all the video and audio and we don't have to go outside of the city for those particular pieces of the production. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. No problem. <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's there's some really amazing production people in, ha- in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty with Produce does an amazing job. He's actually brought a lot of talent here and to Cape Bueno Taco Fest and mm-hmm. uh, has just given us a lot of hope um, that Corpus Christi will get the attention it deserves for the talent. For sure. So what's coming up in the near term for the theater itself? I know you mentioned a moment ago the TERS grant that we need to raise $100,000 to match to qualify. Are there any events coming up to support that fundraising effort? We'll be doing some small things basically focused around Art Walk. Uh, We'll be doing some volunteer events to try to get more volunteers Mm -hmm. involved. one of the things we'll be doing is related to video with a lot of behind the scenes, interviewing some of the taco shops that were part of last year's event, interviewing some of the people that are involved in the event and mm-hmm. what it takes to put it on. So, you know, this whole behind the scenes idea, really giving people a look into that of what it takes to put on a first class festival. Absolutely. We really uh, launched into Que Bueno Taco Fest from a major um, level. <laughs> we, that's we right. Start it was small. not half-hearted, that's for sure. No, so, um, you know, we're looking to make it a signature event for the city, mm-hmm. hopefully one of the biggest events for the city, and um, there's a giant team behind it. So showing everybody that, mm-hmm. um, really more of an insider's look, more than big events. Oh, that'd be very interesting. For our marketing, and then... Um, Really, our main events will center around Art Walk and then doing a lot of individual meetings with mm-hmm. people seeking funding to match this 100000 for the tours. Because there are really two groups that we're looking at. There's mm-hmm. people who are interested in the building restoration, and there are pe- people who are interested in fun events. Sure, of course. Sometimes they cross over. Sometimes. And it's, it's fun when you find those folks that do <laughs> cross over, and they, they want to give into our city and into the Coastal Bend area because they recognize the value of having a first-class theater here in town because there really isn't another, there are certainly other theaters in town, but this one, the the Ritz Theater here, sits in downtown Corpus Christi. It's right in the middle of all that's going on, all the development that we see with rockets that you mentioned earlier and bus. We're right by the Collar Times where we're sitting right now. We're kind of in this nice cultural hub in downtown Corpus Christi, and it would be amazing to 
have the theater itself rebuilt, to be projecting Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend to the world at large, but while also serving those people that are here in the community and giving our local folks, our local artists and local creatives the opportunity to showcase their own talents and say, hey, yeah, we're in Corpus Christi. It's not New York City, but guess what? It's an amazing place. We have amazingly talented and gifted people here, and to be able to present that out to the world is an awesome opportunity. And I can imagine it'd be very exciting for donors and other fundraising types to be able to kind of give into the city and give into the Ritz. Yeah, I think one thing that people really need to consider, you know, there's kind of two camps. We've been going along for a long time, and I, so I think people are nervous to donate to us because mm-hmm. it's taking so long. But what I keep telling people is, one, we're not going away, and right. two, look at every funded plan that has been generated for the city. Every time a consultant has been hired mm-hmm. and they've been paid tens of thousands of dollars to come up with a plan for a city, the risk has been included in every be, single sure. one of those plans since we started this, mm-hmm. since the nonprofit was formed in 2006. And so, you know, I just tell people to look at that. The professionals are saying this is worth it. Right, so right, right. we need the city to, to step up um, because we really do need the buy-in from the city. And, you know, as you're making your donations for the year, I, I just ask that you consider that, you know, where is your donation going? Mm-hmm. And is it turning around and creating economic growth for the city? Right, for sure. And this theater can absolutely do that. We're looking at other theaters that have been successful, ones that are very similar Mm -hmm. to the Ritz. And uh, some of these theaters bring in an average of $40 million in economic impact for their city. Mm -hmm. That's proven. And, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, well, Corpus is different. No. Right. Not at all. I know that, for example, I believe it's called the Queen Theater, but a theater in downtown Bryan, Texas which is even when you combine Bryan with College Station and you add 60,000 Aggies, the population is still significantly smaller than the Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend region's population is. And the Queen Theater, again, I think that's what it's called, in downtown Bryan, was just renovated and remodeled and then reopened to the public a couple years ago. And it hosts major events in downtown Bryan, and it attracts a ton of people to come into the city from all over, not just the students, not just the local residents, but people come up from Houston for the events. They have a huge... I think it's called the Red Wine Festival or something of that nature over there. So similar to Cape Bueno, there's a festival that draws people, and those people end up supporting the Queen Theater and other businesses in downtown. There's no reason that the same community support and the same regional support and maybe even national support can't fall onto the Ritz Theater and to our local community here in the Coastal Bend. Yeah, I think a lot of people, potential donors, get focused on the fact that a theater is not a profitable business. I've had that told to me so many I'm times. Sure. I'm not going to invest sure. in your theater because it's not a good business idea. And it doesn't, theaters don't create a profit. Well, it's not about what the theater profit is. Mm-hmm. It's about the economic impact for the rest of the city and what the theater can attract. For sure. And, and even with the argument that theaters aren't profitable, that's changing. Right. And it's becoming more and more profitable to run a theater now that we have all this access to media mm-hmm. that's and right. to getting our content out on so many different platforms. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things we can do in the theater now. I mean, we're talking with the Omni about using it as an ancillary location mm-hmm. for them to do events. I mean, if they can offer the Ritz as, you know, a, a secondary meeting location for all their conferences, I mean, how exciting is that? Of That's course. way more appealing than sitting in a ballroom all day. <laughs> no question. And for no weddings question. and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. 
we probably won't be doing um, community theater per se. It's going to be more, um, you know, production right. type of stuff and uh, visiting artists, and then and then this broadcast show that mm-hmm. we're interested in. So on social media, where is the best place to find the Ritz? Facebook probably. Um, that's where all of our events are, mm-hmm. and it's CC Ritz Theater. And um, you can follow us on there. And, and um, also our website is ccritz.com. You can donate there. Uh, but really, I just invite people to give me a call. And I'm happy to come and speak to your company, your group. Mm-hmm. I can talk all day about the Ritz. And there's some really great stories. We'll Absolutely, talk about there are. ghost stories another time. Oh, for sure. We'll have to do another <laughs> podcast on the ghost stories and the Ritz. Yeah. Um, That'd be fun. But this, this theater, is, it's really, truly amazing. There's a ton of history. It's going to be nothing but beneficial for the city. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And to all those that want to find Monica on social media, she can be found again at Facebook at Monica M. Sawyer and on Instagram at Keep It Essential. And be sure to hit up the Ritz on Facebook at CC Ritz Theater. And theater is R-E, by the way. Theater is R-E. Do you R-E. know the difference? No. I didn't know this when I got started. So theaters with an E-R mm-hmm. are just screens. And theaters with an R-E have a stage. Wow. We certainly have a stage here, and we're sitting on it as we speak, for sure. I did not know that. That's super exciting to learn. Now I will be correct in my spelling. So R-E for C.C. Ritz Theater at Facebook. Perfect. Well, thank you again for your time. Thanks, It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Talking with Monica is always fun. She's involved in so many adventures here in Corpus and has a great read on what's going on. Thank you for listening. Please follow Monica and the Echo Corpus Christi podcast on social media and let us know your thoughts. Monica M. Sawyer on Facebook, Keep It Essential on Instagram, and the podcast social handle is at Echo Corpus. A quick thank you to our infrastructure partners, the Sound Guys, Clint Tucker Homes, and Sawyer Audiology. And thank you listeners for taking time to listen.